Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about postpartum exercise and recovery. So how soon can you start some exercise in postpartum? Well, in fact, there are some exercises that are safe to be performed in the zero to six weeks postpartum. Now, this may vary on the type of exercise and the intensity of the exercise, depending on if it's a a C-section delivery or a vaginal delivery, and of course, uh, if there has been any tearing, uh, the significance of that tearing may impact which exercise and the intensity of the exercises that can be performed. Now, oftentimes I will share with clients that having a prenatal visit is awesome because we can actually go through in advance what exercises can be performed during pregnancy to prepare for birth and then be picked up again in that early postpartum period. Now, if you're already postpartum in the zero to six weeks, there is something we can do to teach you and provide you some safe exercise. And in this case, a virtual physiotherapy session with a public health physiotherapist may be really helpful where we can go over and assess the simple breathing abdominal exercises as well as the pelvic floor exercises and determine which would be most appropriate for you. So if you've had a prenatal visit, you will likely already know which exercises to perform. And in some cases, even sometimes postpartum, I will uh, let clients know that if they're in that zero to six week time frame, we can also do a postpartum uh, virtual session to review and or discuss specific uh, circumstances that may have arisen from the birth experience to ensure that the exercises we taught prenatally are still safe in the postpartum. And the reason I say virtual visits is typically from a physical examination of the pelvic floor. Um, We don't perform physical examinations of the pelvic floor until you are at least six weeks postpartum. And so as such, it wouldn't really make that much sense for you to, you know, pack up all the baby things, pack up the baby, especially in the very early stages. Having a virtual visit is so easy and convenient um, and you can do it from the comfort of your own home. So 
there are exercises that can be done both for the abdominal wall and pelvic floor in the early postpartum that can support uh, recovery and get you a head start. Now, what happens when you get that six weeks exercise clearance from either the midwife or the OB? Well, this is fantastic. It means that, you know, everything is recovering medically as a a normal progression. And so the six-week clearance for exercise is often misunderstood or misconstrued to mean you can go back to anything and everything you were doing previously. And we don't generally recommend getting it back into high-intensity exercise training in the six weeks postpartum till about 12 weeks postpartum. So we consider the first 12 weeks postpartum as the fourth trimester. And in that time frame, intense ex- exercise is often not recommended, but we can begin with our breathing abdominal wall exercise, pelvic floor exercise. We can begin to slowly introduce other muscle groups, slowly introduce movement that is in a safe and progressive manner to help work your way up back to more high intensity training. So when we talk about pelvic floor rehabilitation in postpartum, we want to, of course, always make sure that we're using uh, good technique, that we have a good connection to the pelvic floor, that there isn't pain or discomfort. And then it's really about being consistent, being intense enough in the training, and ensuring that we are not just quote-unquote, performing kegels or pelvic floor squeezes in sitting, standing, and lying, but that these are going to be progressive. So we start in lying, we work our way up to sitting, we introduce standing, we introduce movements and other muscle groups in order to progressively stress the pelvic floor muscles so that they build up tone, strength, endurance. And of course, we shouldn't forget about speed as 70% of the muscle fibers in the pelvic floor are slow twitch. So that like strength and endurance squeeze. And then 30% is fast twitch muscle fibers. And that just means we should be able to activate our pelvic floor on a one second basis. So one second squeeze and then squeeze again in a second, squeeze again in a second. And so that helps us with things like stress incontinence, right? When we have to sneeze multiple times, cough multiple times, we need to be able to engage our pelvic floor in a relatively quick fashion and make sure, of course, that our coordination prior to the cough and sneeze is in place. So, We focus in on pelvic floor rehabilitation postpartum to optimize the strength so that if the plan is to return to more higher intensity or higher weightlifting, that those muscle groups in the pelvic floor are 
as equally prepared as the rest of the body muscles to perform that activity. And then we have diastasis, so rectus diastasis, also known as um, diastasis recti, aka ab separation. And so let's chat a little bit about that. So everyone's going to have some degree of ab separation by the third trimester of pregnancy. And once you've given birth, the, the tissue between the thick fibrous tissue between the six-pack muscles um, doesn't just come back together right away. It requires time for that thick fibrous tissue to begin to um, tone and tension itself. And the recovery from an ab separation will vary from person to person, um, their level of fitness, their um, knowledge of abdominal breathing exercises. And so... Because an ab separation is less about a muscle problem, so while the six-pack muscles are separated, it's not that the six-pack muscles are the problem. It's the thick fibrous tissue between the six-pack muscles that stretches and thins out as the belly grows. So it's a different composition, um, in terms of how the tissue is made up. And so when we're talking about tensing and toning um, fascial type of tissue, it can take anywhere between 12 to 18 months. And so what I try to speak to my clients about is we are giving and starting a foundation of exercise and thinking of exercise more from the sense of how it supports our overall health and wellness over uh, of the lifespan versus, oh, I'm just going to do these exercises for six weeks and then I am done exercising. So I try to tell my clients, let's find ways to work on the ab separation, utilizing exercises that are meaningful and um, are doable such that you can carry those exercises forward into your uh, exercise routine for your health. And the benefit is that it is addressing that ab separation. So with ab separations, I often, often, often will have clients come in and they'll say, you know, I was reading that I can't do planks and I shouldn't do certain exercises. And I will often let my clients know that while there are exercises that are less favorable, to, if there's an ab separation present, at certain times and stages of the healing process. So I am not an absolutist, and that means that you, you know, if it says you can't plank with an ab separation, I don't actually believe that is true. I believe that it is important to get assessed by a qualified professional to see how your abdominal wall, how your core is being supported 
in that particular exercise. Is the abdominal wall bulging? Is there excessive pressure on that ab separation? Or are you able to maintain good control of those deeper abdominal muscles? Because in fact, planks might actually support your healing of the ab separation. But we need to make sure that you are ready to perform it, you have good technique, the muscles are ready for that action. And if planks are your goal, let's just say, I'm using planks as an example, if you're not ready for them, okay, what are the modifications or the exercises that we can do that would support your movement toward being able to perform that exercise safely? And sometimes I'll tell my clients, you know, there are bodybuilders. And if you see pictures of them, you can actually definitively see an ab separation. And yet they are extremely fit, meaning they were exercising with some degree of ab separation. And so just the fact that there is an ab separation does not necessarily mean that you are going to be limited away from certain exercises. Again, working with a qualified professional that can assess and see your ability to do that so that we don't put unnecessary pressure on that tissue. But in fact, we need tension. We need stress on that fascial tissue for it to begin to uh, tense and um, support movement toward closure of the ab separation. So we need tension and we need stress on this tissue, but the stress needs to be appropriate for where you're at is essentially what I'm trying to say. And another question I'll often get with respect to Exercise postpartum is clients will say, you know, when can I get back to my sit-ups? And if there is an ab separation and if there is some pelvic floor dysfunction and certainly in the early postpartum period, it's not my go-to exercise. There are so many wonderful and alternative core and abdominal wall exercises that are going to be more pelvic floor and ab separation friendly. Now, does that mean you can never do sit-ups again? Nope. It just means that there may be better exercises in the early recovery phase. We want to make sure that when you are doing that sit-up that you're not creating unnecessary downward pressure on the pelvic floor, that your abdominal wall isn't doming, bulging, and having unnecessary pressure. We want good technique. We want good ability to control the abdominal wall with that movement. So again, that's what I mean when I say I'm not an absolutist. It's really about assessing where a client is at and then working with them to help them achieve their goal. So this is, this is why I have created a postpartum rehabilitation program because I feel it's really important that we 
focus in on our pelvic floors, we focus in our, on, on our abdominal wall and our core, and that we do it in a way that is safe, intense enough, and progressive to help clients really reach their goals and do it safely. And so our postpartum, so if you were a client prenatally, then we would simply do our, uh, you would have the exercises you're working on from zero to six weeks. You would come in after your six weeks um, have passed for a reevaluation, and we would see where things are at for you and design a specific and individualized exercise program for you. If you're already postpartum, um, the first session would be an, a full assessment versus a re-evaluation because I may have already seen a client prenatally, so it would be a full assessment session by um, myself as a pelvic uh, health physiotherapist. So we would take a look and gather all the information necessary. And then, very similarly, we would then design a uh, postpartum rehabilitation program that consists of one-to-one strengthening sessions with our um, registered kinesiologist virtually. So you come in for an in-person assessment, We evaluate your specific needs and goals. I, as the physiotherapist, design the specific exercise program. And the program typically runs for six weeks. It's done once a week for 30 minutes, and it is done virtually. As I understand, having my own child, sometimes getting out of the house is, well, it It takes extra time and then the driving. So the beautiful part about having a virtual session is that there's less time lost in travel and getting the baby packed up and getting in, you know, getting the car set up. So if we're asking our partners, hey, I need 30 minutes so I can focus in on my exercise session, it's just easier and doable. And after the six weeks of um, exercises, we do a follow-up in person so that I can reevaluate your uh, progress, your strength, and see where we are at with respect to your goals. And so f- after the assessment, you are, you're going to be given specific pelvic floor core exercises to focus in on. And those exercises will be continuous throughout the exercise program. Then you meet with the kinesiologist for 30 for 30 minute more, I put in air quotes, intensive guided strengthening program. And then we often suggest for our clients to repeat the same exercises one other time in the week. And so in between the two more intense exercise sessions, you continue to practice those basic um, pelvic floor core exercises. And each exercise session includes a warm up and a cool down that includes uh, stretching. So yes, pelvic floor strengthening, but also 
lengthening and stretching of the tissue. Really, really important and often a overlooked part of the rehabilitation program. And so the, the program that we offer may have, uh, may have insurance coverage under physiotherapy. And what's great about the program is that it's a safe return to exercise it's a addressing bladder prolapse, um, ab separation. There could be some low low back pain or upper back pain because we need to strengthen not just your pelvic floor but the rest of your body. Because I'm pretty sure most of us, if we're new parents, did not need to lift so much, <laughs> lifting the stroller, lifting the carrier, picking up and holding the baby for long amounts of time. Sometimes that can cause some back discomfort. Breastfeeding, depending on the position that we are in, can cause a lot of upper body strain. And just the fact that um, if we are breastfeeding, we get a little heavier in the chest and that tends to pull our backs forward and oftentimes there will be strain in the upper back. And the beautiful part is if those are particular issues that we discuss and assess in the assessment, they, that gets included in the rehabilitation program. So it's like we're working on core, we're working on pelvic floor, we're working on overall body strength to support your ability to uh, you know, keep up with your day-to-day -day demands with less pain. And so if you are interested in learning more, if you are interested in booking a session with me to see if this program would be right for you, if you are pregnant and you're like, oh, I hadn't really thought about that, then I would definitely welcome you to consider booking a prenatal visit with me. And then we would just simply reevaluate postpartum and see what is needed if there is anything that is needed. So if you are interested, you can go to ecophysio.com. That's our website. And then we have a tab for booking. I will also put a link in the show notes directly to the booking page. And you can simply request A to schedule an appointment, but you can also indicate if you are interested in having a conversation with me prior to booking, you can put that in the comments saying, I'd like more information about your postpartum or prenatal services, and we will get in contact with you uh, within a 24 to 48 hour time frame to chat with you to see what's best. So I hope you found this information informative. And if you know anybody who has recently given birth or is pregnant, perhaps you may consider sharing it with them to let them know that there are services available to support the body, both in preparation for birth as well as postpartum recovery. And we will connect with everybody on the next podcast very soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.